Welcome to Divorce Right, HR solutions for divorce in the workplace. I'm your host, Vicki Townsend, and welcome to the show for HR directors, managers, and department heads looking for solutions for their divorcing employees. Divorce is the second highest life stressor coming in just slightly behind death of a loved one. From presenteeism to absences and everything in between, divorcing employees cost our country billions of dollars each year in lost productivity. In this show, you'll learn how you can help your employees through this very challenging life event. So join us every Monday where we dive into the state-of-the-art techniques, tips, and real-world solutions for divorcing employees in the workplace. You'll meet thought leaders from the divorce and the human resources industries from across the country. You'll hear from industry giants in the fields of mental health, legal matters, finance, issues with children, and so much more to help you help your employee through this incredibly challenging life event. So put it on your calendar and learn how you can make this process a better one for your team. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a really great topic for you today. It is about the cultural differences in divorce. I think you guys are going to find this very interesting, and it's what every HR professional needs to know. And I want to introduce our speaker today because I think that you're going to find her very, very interesting and that she brings a lot to the table. Let me tell you about Cindy Gunraj and uh, why she's so important to this conversation today. She is the CEO and founder of Stillness Blooms and has successfully overcome many life transitions. Divorce was the catalyst for her major life shifts. Growing up, Cindy was immersed in a culture where women act as caretakers in the home, but are taught to suppress their voice and their desires. Cindy's time as a performer allowed her to develop her communication skills, which led to an awakening, a new voice and identity, and shedding the limited cultural beliefs that she had had. On her journey working across multiple industries, global health, pharmaceutical, medical education, real estate, and yoga, she met many women who are struggling to listen to themselves in order to truly live a wholehearted and authentic life. This paved the way to a creation of Stillness Blooms, a, spa- a safe space to help empower women to overcome their limiting beliefs. Cindy attained her BA in management and economics from Goucher College. She is a life coach, certified divorce coach, and an RYT, which is a yoga certified teacher. She is also a professional speaker who specializes in presentations, and her work has empowered hundreds of individuals. She's the author of two number one best-selling books called Winning Your Parents' Approval for Divorce and Listen to Yourself. She's spoken at the United Nations, UNICEF, Dress for Success Worldwide, and Hewlett-Packard. Cindy loves hiking, meditation, spending time with her partner, David, and her dog, Corgi Joy. Welcome, Cindy. We're so grateful to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Vicki. I'm so grateful. This is a really important conversation because I learned about the differences in cultural divorce. And I found it really fascinating because there are so many cultures around the world that simply don't experience divorce the way we do here in the United States. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your cultural background and your own divorce story? Sure, Vicki. So for me, it was really, I grew up, uh, I'm what you call West Indian. So I'm part of the Indian diaspora. And um, my mom is from Trinidad. That's where I was born. My dad is from Guyana and our ancestors are from India. 
And my mom is one of 12 siblings. My dad is one of 13 siblings. So you have these beautiful cultures that with, with large groups of people, aunts, uncles, cousins. So you can imagine the, the size of the get-togethers and the, the family functions. I mean, they were never ending. <laughs> and um, in that you have beautiful food, you know, a lot of beautiful traditions, uh, spoken, unspoken. And that's the kind of background I grew up in. Very traditional. The, the women were usually the caretakers, stayed at home, ran the family. Uh, the men went to work. Uh, and that's that's the upbringing I had. And um, there was this, you know, there was this cultural stigma when it came to divorce. You know, if you're if you're entering a marriage, it was one of commitment. And most of the time it was for economical reasons. You know, the, the partnership is they look at marriage. Uh, I'm going to say in Hinduism, because my mom was Hindu and my dad was Christian. So there was, I got to experience both. And in my marriage, my partner was Hindu. So, uh, you know, looking at Hindu, there were things where you, you know, they, they looked at uh, matching this, this thing called your horoscopes with the partner. So, you know, it's, it, think of it as, um, you know, you're looking at the birth chart and the profiles and are they, are these two people going to be a match? And the parents are coordinating the wedding details and such. And, and most of the time the bride and the groom just shows up for the day. So it is, it's very traditional. It's, it's, you know, it's one of the oldest uh, cultures. Uh, and so a lot of this is ingrained in us from young. Uh, and so when I went through my divorce, Vicki, it, it was a real awakening because my parents were very upset and very disappointed that this was transpiring because to them, they invested in the marriage. They had dreams and hopes in the marriage and that was um, going to you know, be broken as well. So, so it, it, it was, you know, I could see why they were upset and their parents raised them to um, think of marriage in a very traditional way and, um, to come from a place of honoring your commitments, um, regardless of, of situations and changes and what life may bring you, um, which there's beauty in that, but there's also, you know, a part, if something is not working, it, 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 that needs to be honored and looked at too. Right. Um, so, so that was the, that was the, my background. And I, I found myself, you know, I was in a high conflict divorce in New York um, and I was dealing with the cultural backlash of that. Um, and then I was dealing with a partner who, you know, it made the process very acrimonious. So it was, it was a very trying time for me, but it was a time where I learned to develop my own voice and start to start to pull away from the collective thinking, if you will, and start to see what what was important to me, because going forward in the future, it would be just me. <laughs> right. Let me ask you, what what was the difference? What would be the difference in the way you experience divorce as Hindu mm -hmm. versus a traditional American divorce? Right. Great question. So, you know, for me, I had 
I would say decisions were, were, were being made in a collective standpoint. So I was seeking the approval of my parents and the, the, the direction for the, um, of, of what decisions, how to, to make the decisions. So when I couldn't get to the approval of the divorce, then, you know, one has to step back and see, you know, where do you go from here? And then also I was getting advice, Vicky, from elders, other elders, from cousins, you know, from, from people that were in my extended family that all had their points of views. And um, so it's, it's taking in all that information, whereas I think in, an, in a traditional, um, you know, let's say American marriage, you wouldn't have to think so much of the collective opinions and points of views and seek approval, uh, you know, in that way. So you literally had to get the, the approval or whether, you know, not necessarily legal, but the pressure there is to get the approval from parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, that sort of thing. Yes, because if I, if I, if I take you back from young, we are raised to think about life decisions um, it's through um, seeking advice of, to, from elders. So things of who to marry, where to live, what house to buy, um, you know, what to study. All these, all these um, decisions, important decisions are, are you, you go to your family, your parents, elders in your culture for, for advice. So, so yeah, when it, the, when the, so then when the marriage is starting to break down, you would naturally go uh, for, to seek advice there. Um, and so, so that's, that's where I felt, uh, you know, a real awakening of my own identity. <clears throat> Interesting. And so let me ask you, because we want to do this, we're talking about cultural divorce in the workplace. So how does this impact uh, somebody's work performance, all of these kinds of things that they, these hoops that they have to jump through? Right. You know, when, and I, I went through my divorce when I was in the work arena, you know, I was working in pharmaceutical medical education at the time. Uh, and when you go to work, you're expected to give a hundred percent, you know, you're expected to be present, uh, and, you know, show up, um, to get projects done in a timely manner. Right. So now if you're experiencing chaos in the household and then with your family members, you know, and, and could be elders, could be even religious, uh, like pundits and things like that. If you're experiencing some conflict um, with with groups of people, um, and 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 you've you've got to be expected to come in the work arena and give a hundred percent, it just not's not, not going to happen, right? Because of the tremendous stress. Uh, and I'll take it a step further. When you're um, when you're under stress like that, you're immediately put in your fight flight freeze. So all your problem solving skills are out the door. Your ability to communicate decreases. And as you know, you know, researcher Brene Brown talks about, you've got to be able to be vulnerable in order to, to tap into your creativity and your imagination. So if you can't be vulnerable and share what's going on uh, in the workplace, there's a lot of roadblocks that, that hinders your work performance. 
Do you think that it's something that you don't share in the workplace? Is that also a part of that Hindi Hindu culture? You know, that's a great question, Vicky. That one of the one of the unspoken rules that we grew up with, at least in my, I'll speak for for you know my upbringing, um, is family came first. So you know, you would go if you had problems, you come to your family first, and so there was this this thinking of of um, it's it's best to seek advice and counsel from family rather than outside uh, groups of folks. So, so naturally, you know, if that's the case, you wouldn't go into the work arena sharing your heart. So right, right, right. It's it's like an, uh, it's, it's not something that you do. So how do you go even go into HR to say, Hey, I need some support. That's, that's, that's really, so, so how does a divorce coach help in this process? Do you think? Sure, sure. A divorce coach can help by, you know, especially if if you're if you've been in the person's shoes with the cultural nuances like I have, you know, immediately you have an understanding of what the level of stress the person is under and the entanglements of the the, the people uh, in this process, right? Because when they're making a decision, it's not just an a decision for them. They're thinking about their parents and their soon-to-be ex-laws, and you know, so many parts um, at play. So, a divorce coach can help the person to just start to separate their emotions from their actual decisions. Mm-hmm. So then they can make uh, the decisions from a grounded place. But most importantly, they can start seeing what is the right decision for them versus what everybody else is asking of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So their, their family assumes that they are more of the decision maker. So a divorce coach helps you either make that decision of whether you want to continue that same tradition, or maybe you want to break free of those traditions, depending upon, you know, how you see your life and your future. Right. And I would even say it's not so much a divorce coach making the decision for the person, but it's more so allowing the person to get the mental breathing space so they can arrive to a decision that is is coming from them without someone else's agenda. Right, 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 right. What is the biggest challenge, do you think, um, that somebody in that Southeast Asian culture has with um, being open about this to in their workplace? Is there a way that you can think that they that some things that an HR manager can say that could make it an easier way for them to open up and not betraying their culture? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, I think if there was some sort of uh, some sort of resource there, first of all, like, you know, I, I was, I was talking to some past clients about this when they were uh, going through their divorce in the work arena, and they would have liked to see um, maybe a talk or a seminar or something in the workplace. Like, you know how they have seminars for retirement? Yes. You know, and that's a life change, right? So divorce is a life change. So they would have, some of my past clients have said they would have wanted to see some sort of um, seminar given 
um, in a group setting where, you know, they could, there was also some sort of lightheartedness, some stories infused in the program. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so it wouldn't be so, um, intimidating, you know? Uh, so, so that was some, that, that's one of the things that I can share is if the HR can start looking at, uh, programs to offer their employees. Oh, that's awesome because we're going to be doing that and have a whole library of these things for our clients to use. So I think that that's an absolutely brilliant um, recommendation. Um, what, what else do you, do you think that an HR uh, manager or supervisor can do to help these families? Yes. And I, I, the, the other thing too is I want to share is the, the person, even though they may not you know, they, they may go be going through this divorce or contemplating divorce, you know, maybe some of their close team members may know because, um, of things like, you know, if, if their spouse is not attending events mm-hmm. or if, um, you know, there's, they're, they're not hosting an event at their house, you mm-hmm. know? So, so it, it, it really becomes part, it can be, the stress can show up in the workplace, you know, in, in, in those forms. And so the point I'm making, Vicki, is, is why the person would be, could be more open to, to programs there because they, they know, you know, employees, their coworkers may know what's going on too. Um, but another thing is too, is if, if HR can offer some one-on-one support um, and other divorce resources for the person as they go through the transition, you know, so they can, they can have that personalized help in the transition. Love that. Love that. Um, And how do you feel? I mean, you know, I know that we've been talking about the Indian cultures. How do you feel that HR, you know, what should HR know about the cultural issues? You know, how, how can they get that kind of understanding? Obviously we're going to be doing that as well, but Yes, um, I feel understanding, starting to understand the richness and history of the culture, mm-hmm. you know, of, you know, one example is, you know, in India, uh, 85% of the marriages are arranged, mm. you know, so, and there's a lot of nuances that goes, goes into that. Uh, and so it's starting to understand that, you know, what the person could be going through as they're transitioning. They could be going through the cultural pressure. Um, They could be going through, you know, the um, communications, the uh, being unable to communicate to their parents or to their elders because they've never really um, exercised that skill in a a way where they're not agreeing with the culture. Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's intimidating too, I think, to, to break away from that. It is. It is. At first it is because, you know, it's seen as a threat and it's seen as, you know, you're being, you may be portrayed as being difficult or um, selfish. Uh, betraying, you know, betraying the culture, right? You're, yes. you're betraying your heritage. Yes. Because see, there's a lot of things that goes on. Like, for example, you know, ch- Parents typically, they don't go into, you know, nursing homes in our, in our culture, they live with one of the, um, one of their children, one of their adult children, 
you know, or they may, you know, split it up, you know, if they have a couple of kids. But the point is, they're vested, you know, this is the, they're vested for the long haul. <laughs> so, right. And, and let me ask you, is there, is in the Hindu culture, the Indian culture, are these arranged marriages considered, consider religious marriages? Yes, because, you know, this, this is a Hindu customs and in Hindu customs, you know, they have certain criteria that they follow uh, for a matching of a, uh, of a couple. Interesting, interesting. And you had mentioned earlier that they literally use the Zodiac to choose they, uh, they, the horoscopes and, and the placement of uh, each partner's birth. And, um, you know, then there's, there's other criteria and there needs to be a certain matching for it to, to, to uh, be, a, for it to be a successful marriage. I find this so interesting and fascinating. Cindy, thank you so, so much. Now, I know you've written a book and why don't you tell if you want to hold that up and just tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, find your book, because sure. I think it's really fascinating. Sure, sure. So my book is called Winning Your Parents' Approval for Divorce, Seven Practices to Leave Your Marriage with Their Blessing. And it's it talks about cultural facing cultural issues and the divorce process in a nutshell and it gives you know it's written like a love letter to an individual that is going through such a trying time you know what seven steps they can take to to overcome um, this without damaging their relationship with the culture but at the same time balancing their needs with the needs of the culture. Right. And that's it's so interesting because I, I had heard um, that uh, there are other Asian cultures um, that also need parents approval. And oftentimes family law attorneys are actually negotiating and doing the uh, appointment setting and the conversations with the parents first, which I find very, very interesting. Yes. And, absolutely. and I, yeah, it's very important for everybody to understand that a every divorce we have, we've always tried every divorce is different it has its own unique thumbprint but then when you start to bring in other cultures and expectations around divorce and marriage um it's really it's really really fascinating and we did we did one of these on uh religious divorces which is why i asked which is also very very fascinating um, because if you don't understand the stressors and that, that these people are going on, it's very hard to assist them. So yeah, understanding it is definitely, um, an important part. So we want to add your book to our library. When we set up our, uh, divorce buddy mentorship programs, we want to include your, your book, um, and to, to help them develop a library, um, for their for their employees that are from different cultures. So thank you for that, Cindy. We appreciate you today. And lastly, before we say goodbye, how can they reach you? Folks can find me on my website, stillnessblooms.com. I love it. I love it. It's a wonderful thing. And 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 honestly, what you're doing is so important to those companies that have um, employees, H-1B visa holders, or just um, employees that have you know, been here that, that grew up in other cultures uh, that we ne don't necessarily have a familiarity, familiarity with, 
but it's important that we help them through this process in the best way we can. So Cindy, thank you so much for being here and we look forward to having everybody else join us. And uh, we hope that we found this useful. And if you do just take a, check out our podcast because we think that we can help your company overcome some of the hurdles with divorcing employees. So thank you so much. And Cindy, have a great day. Thank Bye you for so now. much. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Divorce Right, HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. If you know someone who would benefit from something you've learned today, please share this with them. And if you found value, please leave us a review.